Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed. In today's top stories, the newly formed group Friends of Christians said plans to hold a town cleanup starting tomorrow. VIPD Commissioner Ray Martinez says that President Joe Biden will be on St. Croix this holiday season. Former DPNR Commissioner Don Henry says that WAPA should not be using PVC pipes in its prudent replacement projects. These stories and more on today's WTJX Newsfeed. From the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System Studios on St. Thomas, this is the WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed, bringing you the latest news and updates throughout our community. In an effort to clean up the town of Christiansted, the newly formed group, Friends of Christiansted, led by, as they describe, the unofficial town mayor, Ricky Messer, and the Prince Street crew, along with the Christiansted Restaurant and Retail Association President Matt Ridgway, committed to unifying stakeholders in a collective effort to revitalize and, as they say, beautify their beloved town. Mr. Ridgway says it's their effort in holding one another accountable. So to begin with the cleanup, I think that we can all agree that the condition of Krishnasad is is deplorable. And and my discussions with other members of the community has been described as third world or developing, which is an offensive term, but in reality we're neither. We're living in a community that's deteriorating, which is arguably worse. So I think we all need to take it upon ourselves to go back to my, what I originally said, which is we need to hold ourselves and one another accountable. The cleanup will begin tomorrow with the collaboration of Public Works, the Bureau of Corrections, and the Virgin Islands Fire Services. Tomorrow's cleanup will focus on buildings, sidewalks, and streets from Bassin Triangle to the National Park Service along King Street. When Ricky Messer approached me about trying to get together to do something good for Christian said, this is this is really his vision. He's just come to me to ask that we get everybody to, to buy into the plan. So he's the one that's leading the charge to have fire services come out. He's the one that's leading the charge with public works. And I am very impressed with his ability to marshal resources. Saturday will focus on sections of Queen Cross Street and Company Street. And on Sunday, the areas of Queen Cross, Company, King Cross, and Church Street will be addressed. We're asking for volunteers just on Sunday. We're going to let VI Fire, Public Works, Marco, Waste Management, we're going to let the various agencies come in and clean up as much as they can clean up in that small amount of time. And then on Sunday, whatever is left, the community is going to go through and just make sure that we get the rest of it and assist VI Fire including certain sections of town. Schuster's Water Service and KJ Trucking and Water Delivery have committed resources to support the cleanup. Marco VI, the contractor currently working on the Waste Management Authority contract to replace sewer lines in Christiansted, has also committed to aid in the cleanup efforts. Mr. Ridgway shared that he did have a meeting with Waste Management Authority just last week to try and help settle payment conflicts to move the project along. I have not had much success in getting payments to Marco so that he can come in and do the trench work that he needs to do. And the more I examine the relationship between waste management, their waste haulers, but particularly Marco, 
I, I just throw up my arms in disbelief to, to know the history that's there. Virgin Islanders can expect President Joe Biden to be on St. Croix during the Crucian Christmas Festival season this year. That's according to Police Commissioner Ray Martinez. We are also honored once again to host the President of the United States, an event that not only elevates the islands and festival stature, but also highlights our capacity to manage high-profile events with utmost efficiency and security. While the safety of the president and all our guests is a partnered effort involving our federal and local counterparts, the VIPD plays a pivotal role in ensuring that every citizen and visitor enjoys a safe and protected festival environment. Commissioner Martinez made the statement of the department's preparation for the president during a Committee on Homeland Security, Justice and Public Safety hearing. President Biden was on St. Croix last year during the festival season, and his visit was the first time the territory welcomed a sitting president since former President Bill Clinton vacationed on St. Thomas in 1997. Commissioner Martinez also shared during the hearing that the Virgin Islands Police Department is working to enhance the safety of single females in the community as St. Croix goes into the festival season. We have had several incidents over the past few months where we believe that um, single females are being targeted for carjackings in areas that are um, a little remote and also in areas outside of the um, business districts where they may have be walking towards their, um, their vehicles. We continue to work on those investigations, but um, I'll also provide uh, Chief Santos, whose um, UNICE, who's our Criminal Investigation Bureau is following up on those um, cases to um, expound on it a little further. Thus far, um, the CIB has been working diligently in trying to narrow down um, a lot of those cases. At this time, we do have several warrants on standby, so we're hoping that uh, once we have the authority to go in and affect those arrests, we will do so as soon as uh, possible. At a rules and judiciary hearing, Finance Commissioner nominee Kevin McCurdy told lawmakers that in the department's efforts to gain fiscal control, the biggest issue they are having is a lack of documentation given to them from government agencies. One of our biggest problems that we have right now is documentation. That's a big finding I, uh, on our last audit. 80 to 90 percent of, uh, of the findings, are, not the findings, but the adverse opinion on our audit is related to lack of document, insufficient documentation or no documentation at all. In order for us to make certain payments, we need certain documentation, not because we want to be troublesome, but because this impacts our audits. Mr. McCurdy told senators that they are working with agencies to remedy the problem. Part of what we are doing is we're having trainings. We're bringing people in and showing them the process that we need them to follow, that they need to follow. Outside of that, we're not classifying agencies as bad agencies anymore. What we're recognizing is that folks need training and we need to meet them where they are. And we're providing those trainings to them. Mr. McCurdy also responded to inquiry on why vendors may not receive payment for checks that have already been printed for them. I imagine any event where checks are cut and um, payments are not released uh, are likely related to federal funds where the draws haven't been completed. Natalie Hodge, the commissioner nominee for the Department of Licensing and Consumer Affairs, recently clarified to lawmakers that despite public calls from the community, the department does not regulate pricing in the territory's grocery stores, 
but they are working on a food study analysis for the territory. The food analysis, the agreement has been approved by Property and Procurement and OMB, but that doesn't start until December 31st, 2024, and that's a two-year um, contract agreement. So we're just going to co conduct a survey on whether or not there is price gouging, um, unfair food prices being inflated in the territory. So that food study analysis will be happening shortly. The Department of Licensing and Consumer Affairs, St. Thomas and St. John offices will be closed for the agency's annual employee appreciation function tomorrow, December 15th. Normal hours will resume on Monday, December 18th, and the St. Croix office will continue to assist customers with their licensing or consumer needs in a limited service capacity. Contact the St. Croix office at 340-713-3522 for assistance. The department can also be reached at the DLCA scam line by calling 340-727-SCAM. After a four-year absence, the WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is making its return this evening at the Antilles School Marxie Marin Center. CEO of the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System and my boss, Ms. Tanya Marie Singh, is just as excited as I am for the return of the Taste. I'm very excited. My staff is excited. We're very excited to bring back the taste. Obviously, we were down for the taste because of the pandemic. We've been down for four years. I wanted to come back this year. Usually, we do it around Veterans Day. However, that date wasn't available to us at the venue. So we did it during Christmas time. There's a lot of things going on during Christmas, as you know, Marcelina. But I am excited just to get it back on the map. Attendees will explore from over 30 restaurants and caterers from St. Thomas and St. John. Enjoy music by the Road March winning Spectrum Band, raffles, live painting, and other various amusements. The 16th Taste of Two Islands is themed a culinary feast for the season, and there's still time to come. If you didn't get your tickets yet, the taste starts at 6 o'clock tonight. It ends at 10, and you can get your tickets at the door, $60. You're listening to the WTJX News Feed. Lawmakers on the Homeland Security, Justice, and Public Safety Committee advanced one bill amending the Virgin Islands Code to allow for the automatic expungement of arrest records after finding that the arrest lacked probable cause. If enacted, it would also amend a separate section of the Virgin Islands Code by designating expunged criminal records as confidential records. Bill sponsor Senator Javon James Sr. said the measure was an important step toward rectifying injustices faced by many Virgin Islanders. The power of expungement lies in its ability to provide individuals with a fresh start, unencumbered by the constraints of a wrongful arrest. It offers them the opportunity to move forward with their lives, free from the shadow of an arrest that should have never occurred in the first place. By designating expunged criminal records as confidential, we are also safeguarding the privacy and dignity of these individuals, recognizing that they deserve to be treated with respect and not unfairly judged based on erroneous information. The Interim Chief Territorial Public Defender, Ms. Julie Todman, testified in support of the proposed changes to the Virgin Islands Code stating that the Territorial Public Defender's Office generally supports any effort to increase the accessibility of expungements under the territory's laws. In his testimony, Attorney Russell Pate, Special Advisor to the Virgin Islands Justice Initiative, 
shared suggestion from the organization's executive director, Casey Payton, stating that moving forward, the Virgin Islands could create a process within the Virgin Islands Police Department Records Bureau that would eliminate the need for expungements when no probable cause is found. The, the idea is to, to wait until after the arraignment, and that would be kind of an internal procedure for the, the Virgin Islands Police Department on what works best for them. They could, they could actually you know, just update it after the arraignment, so they could Time. make two changes or just wait until afterwards. But the, the goal, I think, for the Senate is that, that this is, an, you know, we're trying to arc toward justice. So every year or two could be changes in the statute to tweak it and make it better, depending on the processes of the police department, the courts, and the judges, and the attorneys. Virgin Islander and former Department of Planning and Natural Resources Commissioner, Attorney Don Henry, now serves as a senior advisor for Beyond Plastics, whose mission is to end plastic pollution. To bring what's happening with Beyond Plastics at a local level, I think one of the important things we need to start to talk about in the territory uh, has to do with WAPA and our portable water lines. It's a big issue specifically in St. Croix, as we know, with they continuing to have this discoloration in the water. But what is important is that Congress recently gave $15 billion to the nation, and I don't know what the territory's allotment is, to replace all lead service lines. And WAPA, they are just going with what's customary, which is PVC piping. And that is a huge issue. Attorney Henry, who has practiced environmental law for over 18 years, shared that PVC piping is made from vinyl chloride, a toxic chemical and endocrine disruptor. And what happens is when the water is forced through these water lines, it starts to take with it the chemicals that are in the PVC plastic and it contaminates our drinking water. And these are chemicals that a lot of us are familiar with the PFAS. We're talking about formaldehyde. We're talking about bisphenols. And these types of chemicals, we know they contribute to a host of diseases that Virgin Islanders are facing, including cancer, diabetes, pressure issues, because these chemicals, they disrupt our endocrine system. They go in and they mimic, they pretend like they are part of our natural system and they wreak havoc. I myself just learned about this as being part of Beyond Plastic and it is my mission to educate the Virgin Island public and also the government agencies that play a role depending on what we're talking about. She continued that communities across the country are moving away from PVC, and in places like New York, they are replacing their lines with copper piping. Some communities are looking to doing steel or copper, and I think that, again, that's something that WAPA needs to look into and investigate in terms of dealing with our climate, our terrain situation, which piping would be the better alternative to PVC piping. Attorney Henry stated that the Virgin Islands needed to be proactive. We can't just think PVC is our only choice because we're 
swapping out one problem and we're replacing it with another. So I really think it's important that the legislature gets involved in this conversation. And I would really like to see that there even be a law passed that WAPA cannot install PVC piping in the Virgin Islands. Let's for once get ahead of a situation and not wait 20 years from now and then be trying to, re- to, to solve this issue for Virgin Islanders. During a rules and judiciary hearing, Dr. Lewis Peterson, the commissioner nominee for the Department of Agriculture, told lawmakers that there are plans to improve access to well water for St. Thomas farmers in Bordeaux. We have two wells in the state of Bordeaux Ten seconds. that are used even as we speak. And um, the plan is this, to, to improve upon what we have, the plan is that it is really challenging for the lift of the water from the lowlands in Bordeaux, since we have a hilly terrain, it is really challenging for the wells, that, the, the pumps that we have there to lift water so high. So right now, we have funding that we are going to be using to create a platform, a substation. And so the wells will pump those into some tanks, 5,000 gallon tanks, and from there use even heavier duty pumps to get the water up the hill. So that has been already laid out. We met our, with our engineer last week, and that is going to happen. Work to improve road safety on St. John is ongoing. That's according to St. John Administrator Shakima Jones-Sprow. Some of you St. Johnians might be passing along Centerline Road going into the Carwell Bay area. You will see some construction guys out there completing some road work that we started earlier this year, and we're trying to finish that up this month. We're trying to get everything done this month, and we're also putting up some guardrails in some much-needed areas on Centerline Road because everything on Centerline Road on St. John is either a curve or a cliff. So we want to make sure that we protect our drivers as they move between east and west of the island. You're listening to the WTJX News Feed. The St. Croix Public Works Office will be closed at noon tomorrow and Vitran bus services will be discontinued at 2 p.m. as employees will be participating in their employee recognition holiday ceremony. The 2023 USVI Winter Economic Summit was held December 7th through the 10th. Anthony Weeks of the St. Croix Economic Development Initiative said that the Winter Summit is a culmination of events that seek to foster and build new economic bridges of international trade, commerce, and tourism between the U.S. Virgin Islands, the mainland, the Caribbean, and globally. The 2023 um, Steady Case USVI uh, Winter Economic Summit was set up for the purpose of uh, closing out the year of, if you will, other summits that we've had with other major cities, with the governor was the focus of proposed strategic partnerships uh, with various cities, states, and uh, markets. So we started out the year at the New York Stock Exchange. We were the guests of um, Mayor Eric Adams, and so we had an incredible event there, well-received, and the reason for that was because uh, it was just a continuation of the prospect of position in St. Croix or the U.S. Virgin Islands to be to emerge as a new capital market system in the region outside the outside the U.S. mainland. Mr. Weeks said they traveled to Boston, where the governor threw out the first pitch at Fenway Park for the Boston Red Sox. That was a result of uh, two years of uh, business forums in Boston, uh, where we brought together uh, 
the Virgin Islands business community and this, uh, the Boston University and U.S. Virgin Islands community to talk about how do we, um, you know, attract more businesses from the New England area to, you know, uh, consider us as a place for doing business. Also, to be able to promote territory from a, from a tourism perspective. The group then traveled with the governor to Taiwan to meet with high-ranking ministry-level officials in the Taiwanese government, as well as multinational companies to build on cooperative relationships with the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mr. Weeks shared what the results of the summit will mean for the territory. We are the United States in the Caribbean. As Americans, we benefit from you know, that association. But the challenge we have is we're not part of the contiguous United States. One of the things we're going to use to help, if you will, mitigate that, that challenge we have is how we leverage technology. Just recently, the director general from Taiwan uh, flew in to meet with the governor, and the governor presented a proclamation, which is, uh, speaks to the annual reinforcement and commitment to the collaboration between ourselves and Taiwan, issued a proclamation to that extent. And so on this trip, one of the things that took place was the signing of an MOU between Taiwan National Technology University, one of the world's premier advanced semiconductor chip academic institution that produce the, the, the best and brightest in terms of doc doctorate engineers in semiconductor chips manufacturing advanced and then uh, the partnership with the UVI, University of Virgin Islands, as well. As we continue in the news feed, we're turning now to our regional report. The former British Virgin Islands Port Authority's director, Olivine Pickering Maynard, will take the stand in the Miami cocaine smuggling trial of former BVI Premier Andrew Foy in January. According to court records, Federal agents began recording phone calls about the alleged BVI smuggling plan in October 2021. Prosecutors also plan to show jurors surveillance video from an Embassy Suites hotel near the Opalaka Airport about six miles north of the Miami International Airport. Pickering Maynard is scheduled to be sentenced January 18th after pleading guilty in June to a single count of conspiracy to import more than five kilograms of cocaine. Her son, Karim Maynard, pleaded guilty as well and was sentenced to 57 months in prison in November. According to court records, both have promised to tell federal prosecutors everything they knew about the proposed smuggling operation. Foy faces charges of conspiracy to import a controlled substance, conspiracy to engage in money laundering, attempted money laundering, and foreign travel in aid of racketeering. If convicted, he could be sentenced to life in prison. In our final update on the news feed, meteorologist Eric Weglars has the territory's weather forecast. Here's the latest look at the short-term forecast. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. We'll find scattered showers this afternoon area-wide. Temperatures at St. Croix will hold in the middle to upper 80s. Winds from the east-northeast at 20 to 25 with gusts as high as 25 to 30. At St. Thomas and St. John, the high surf advisory continues through sunset tonight. Temperatures are similar in the middle to upper 80s. Winds from the east-northeast at 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, scattered showers will return. It's mainly cloudy area-wide. Lows fall back to near 70 at St. Croix 
Winds from the east-northeast a bit lighter at 15 to 20 with gusts as high as 25. At St. Thomas and St. John, we'll find numerous showers, especially after midnight. Lows will fall back into the middle 70s. Winds from the east-northeast relatively similar in, in intensity at 20 to 25 with gusts up close to 30. And Friday features mostly cloudy skies area-wide, numerous showers throughout the day. Temperatures will hold in the middle 80s area-wide. Winds from the east at 15 to 20 at St. Croix and at St. Thomas and St. John. Still a bit stronger from the east-northeast at 15 to 25 with gusts as high as 30. That's your latest look at your forecast. I'm meteorologist Eric Wedlars. We are at the end of today's WTJX newsfeed. I'm Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Join me every weekday at 5 p.m. If you haven't already, be sure to download the WTJX app. And if you missed a part of our news, you can listen to it on demand wherever you get your podcasts. For those of you on St. Thomas, meet me at the Antilles School Mark C. Marin Center for WTJX's Taste of Two Islands. 